Hello again. Welcome to another fascinating edition of the Brattlecast. I'm Jordan Rich with the proprietor of the Brattle Bookshop, Ken Gloss. And by the way, go to the website brattlebookshop.com. You can learn all about the store and also uh, contact us because Ken and I are often asking for ideas and there are lots of good ideas out there. And a lot of them I do on air and then I get some that I'm quite on air, but I can talk yeah. to people about it, and I love doing that. Speaking of ideas, uh, whether it's the holiday season or not, um, gifts, books make great gifts, but particularly books from a place like the Brattle because they have so, so much special meaning to them. So we thought we'd give an example or two of what we're talking about. Well, there are, there are uh, some people who are regular customers who we've known for years and years. Uh, I won't say names, but there's... One woman who we is a wonderful wonderful. She worked in city government. She now runs corporations, but just a wonderful wonderful person, and brilliant. But you know, when you get into her history, uh, her family came to the United States when she was about six years old from Cuba when the revolution. They escaped. Batista, when Castro came mm, in, mm-hmm. and you know she still has a lot of family members and so on. And what she likes to get, either for birthdays or occasional, are uh, pre-revolutionary things about Cuba. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily fancy fancy things, but uh, but postcards, travel brochures. Uh, sometimes accounts back into the 1800s, but particularly things that her family and her aunts and uncles and other members might have been remembered from when they were there. Sure. And, you know, the, the past. And so we keep a constant lookout for them. So, boy, if we get a, a group of postcards from Cuba back in the 1940s or 50s or even earlier, or sometimes, I mean, Cuba was a major area. Uh, she doesn't necessarily like, want the Spanish-American War or that, all of that, but it's more like people who toured through Cuba, went through Cuba, r- r- went around Cuba, how people in the uh, areas in different cities lived in Cuba. Mm-hmm. That's what she's interested in. She doesn't know it, but one of the things I'm holding in front of me right now is an early National Geographic. Now, National Geographic's especially after 1910, are very common. Uh, They started in the 1880s, uh, and they're very rare the first few years. But around 1910 is when they went from being sort of a scientific magazine, more science-oriented, to being a real travelogue. Mm -hmm. So getting back to 1906, Internet now, you can get them a little bit easily, but there's a whole issue on Cuba. Can I just stop you for one second only to tell the audience that what we're looking at is not what we're used to when we see the magazine. It doesn't have the yellow glossy border, right? I mean, it's a slightly different look to it. It's definitely thinner. It's a slightly different look. Although it is sort of off-white and... And it does have the the logo in terms of the uh, lettering and so forth, but it looks a little different. Exactly. And this whole issue is on one subject, Cuba. Mm -hmm. And you go through it, and they still have their photographs. Here's someone climbing up a coconut tree, (laughs) uh, other sort of the schools, the farms. uh, And also another nice thing about this one is there's 
the National Geographic. Always has a map. Uh, well, <laughs> not Many quite times. always. But here's a big, big map of 1906 Cuba. And it shows all the towns, cities, goes over the whole area. Mm. So, I mean, uh, supplement to the National Geographic magazine is the, is the map of Cuba. So this is something that I know is going to end up with one member of her family or another uh, when she's looking for a president. We sort of always are looking, keeping our eyes out on travel brochures. And if anyone's listening and they have travel brochures for pre-revolutionary Cuba. Uh, the listeners might want to know what a copy of this would be per issue. 25 cents, tw- uh, $2.50 a year. Two fifty a year, for absolutely. For a full year supply. So this is what the geographic looked like. Obviously, black and white photographs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, they had the best world's best photographers then and now, right? I mean, they just had an amazing... And they had the funding to be able to send people around the world to do this. And again, the real huge spurring was around 1910 where they really realized that people were more interested in the travel aspects than the anthropological aspects. So, Ken, getting back to the idea of a special gift, this is such a unique thing for somebody who has interest in this, and it, you're holding history in your hands. It's brilliant. Well, absolutely. And and, like and, a, and can you... Do, uh, you take requests, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And and another thing, though, the same woman came to us recently, unfortunately, just before the pandemic started, and she was going to go to Galicia in Spain. Oh, yes, right. And the reason she wanted to go there is her family, before they emigrated to Cuba, had were from Spain. And uh, so we got... Uh, a, uh, a Baedeker's magazine, a Baedeker's travel guide that a small section because it's not the section of Spain that all the tourists go to, but here was something that she could read about that part of her family. And even beyond that, one of our, um, the manager at the store, her family still has an, uh, a small estate in that area that they've had since the 1500s. Well, we've talked a lot about collectors and collections here on the Brattlecast. And I imagine for the perfect gift for that collector, somebody can ask you for something from the baseball collection that he or she doesn't have. What a great way to uh, just add to the collection and make somebody very happy. Well, the the other thing that, that with especially always looking for the Cuba and looking for the mm-hmm. – what, what also it works in – I believe she's told me this – especially the members of her family who are older, and of course now there are less and less, but when they get the old postcards, when they get the old books, when they get the old views, the old scenes, it gets them talking Mm. about a Cuba that she never really knew. She said when she came to the United States, and again, this is a woman running corporations and working for the city, she didn't speak English Mm. at all. and so she learned, obviously, English, uh, had the benefits of the education. Now, a lot of the people forced out of Cuba were not the poor peasants. They were, the, you know, the upper class, the, the better off. Uh, I don't know whether – I think almost all of that was left behind, mm. obviously, the land and the estates and all of that. But, you know, it also shows you that people coming into the country, too, are a big help and and but it's something that every time i see something 
that comes in in that aspect. It's not a matter of are we going to make money getting this for her. It's boy, I've got something for her. She'll be happy when she calls that, and then come right down and say, what is it? And because she gets excited about seeing it. And I get excited yeah. about showing her it, things it, that she gets excited about. It's a bastion of thoughtful gift giving where you are and what you do because it, 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 it has so much more meaning than uh, than so many things that you buy and you oh, that's nice, and you put it on the shelf. This is something you're going to use. And, and over peruse. the time, the nice part about it is if we get something that's similar or duplicate, that's not bad because she has many family members. So <laughs> so we don't have to be that specific. Yeah. But even with some of my colleagues, they know that if they get something interesting about Cuba uh, in that's pictorial, that's inter- you know that they they give us a call. So there's a whole network that sort of goes out there and we find things. And I'm mentioning this about Cuba, but we had um, many customers who are Armenian and their their families were forced out of that area. Right. Or we have people who have come from other parts of the world and they're looking for almost the same type of material, things that will that they can give and talk with relatives about the old country. And, and it's a way of starting that communication that you might not with that there And, and it's important to remind the listeners that we're not just talking about, obviously, we talk about books a lot, but magazines, periodicals, newspapers, and uh, brochures and postcards, it, anything printed. Right? Tra- travel guide. I mean, getting some of the old uh, Pan-American, uh, you know, uh, just sort of handouts yeah, and seeing out. a flight to Cuba yeah. or a flight to wherever they're going – if you're from that area or your people have gone there or they're from it's I think what a lot of it is it brings memory and that's what people really collect. And it also gets people to open up sometimes about things they normally wouldn't talk about that you know, many so many times I hear people say, I just wish they had I had asked this question before they passed on, or I mm-hmm. wish they could have gotten them to talk more about it. Mm. And sometimes these type of things with the older relatives, if you get something thoughtful that you know that they're interested in, what I would say is if that is an option, don't wait till the day before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of an ongoing year-long yeah, search. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do your Christmas shopping in May, June, July, even if you want to save it for Christmas. But uh, you're right. It's a very busy man, you know, but he'll look out for you. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you.